Hello everybody, we are back. Season four, Here Be Dragons. My name is Jared Sarton, the Dungeon Master. We do have on screen Nathan Andrasek, Lauren Bird, Lindsay Sarton, a couple of floofs, uh, Tinkerbell and Zelda. If you're following just for the dogs, they'll be making their cameos. If you're following for the dice rolling, we're here too. Uh, awesome. Cameos. There's their cameos. Uh, let's let's kick it off here with some of our sponsors quick who have helped us get to season four. Uh, Andrasex, would you like to show off some of the, the fun? Would I ever? Yes, we want to, uh, let's actually start with that one right down there. Mm -hmm. Good old Critical Treasures. Boom, baby. We used to just say they made dice bags, but now they like literally makes everything nerdy. Everything. Dice trays, dice bags, dice, keychains, masks. Coming September 25th, advent calendars. A dice advent calendar. Yeah, you're going to want to be on there. Oh, yeah, we got masks. She's got masks. She's got everything. This is new. Everything. I need, I need a dice advent you know, She does dice advent calendars every year. Oh, I missed out last but year. But she's releasing them next week? Oh. Yep, this year? next week. Because she's like, wait, I need to get started on this because now, everybody's going to want it. You didn't hear this from me, but we did. normally in the past, she's also done like an advent calendar like giveaway. Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. She gives away something like every day and then like the last one is like the, huge. the big one. Yeah. Huge. It's huge. Uh, we have a... We have another uh, sponsor that keeps Jared going. I know that. That's good old caffeinated cobalt. I don't know what you're talking about. It is, uh, it is a delicious brew that you can make right in your own home. Uh, they've got some different flavors uh, that are all, all different. Uh, you, all, you three are more coffee lovers than I am. Not that I don't love this coffee, because if I'm going to drink coffee, I'm drinking this coffee. I just like tea. So tell them about the roasts. What, what are them roasts? Dark, dark is a roast. The dark is a roast. There's a medium. There's a double caffeinated blend, and there's an espresso. Uh, so there's lots of good flavors. Uh, you don't even have to roast it. You can just chew it. Whatever, however, you, just you, chew it. however you get the caffeine into your system, it's great. Uh, but yeah, yep. caffeinated cobalt is there. And then uh, finally, we last but have... not least, blacksmith craft dice. Blacksmith craft dice, everybody. Uh, you're gonna want to type in exclamation point enter right now because that is going to get you into the raffle mm -hmm. to win a set of these burnished bronze dice right here. Yep. Uh, they are amazing. These are some of the first dice that they released, and they're still some of my favorites. I, I love this set of dice. Nice. I'm, I'm rolling Farash them. is on it. Farash first is in. First entry. Yes. Way to go, buddy. Yeah. I uh, was going to, um, I know, I'm glad you did it. I was going to clarify, make sure it's exclamation point E-N-T-E-R, not exclamation point like anarchy, but E-N-T-E-R. Oh, oh yeah. You got to type the word enter. Uh, but there's some amazing dice, and we've got the privilege of partnering with them and giving you this amazing giveaway to start season four. Now, uh, speaking of season four, I do also know that people got the announcement that the amazing Jared Hoy is joining us. He will but, be. But you're like, wait, I don't see him. Did you lie to us? We did not lie. Uh, Mr. Hoy is on, was on vacation, plan, already planned out before uh, we lined everything up. So he's going to be joining us 
in our next show. But so we're we're still in that transition time, right? We're telling a trend, a lovely transitional story. And uh, no, Willow, I didn't oh. lie. He's a part of the cast. Unintentionally misled, maybe. Uh, okay, we, we did. Which doctor typed in? I know. Now I feel like I confused it even more. Um, we we but did. But he got it right the first Open time. a portal for for Jared. He still hasn't walked through, so you will see his empty spot on screen. Uh, if you're watching the stream, if you're listening to us, pop over. There is a portal open waiting for him to just step through. Um, I guess it's yeah. next week. We tried. We tried bringing we him tried. back from vacation quick. We tried. We tried. Uh, but that's yeah, some of the fun announcements. And the, the other fun thing is that you can always influence the game. If you're mad at me right now and you want and you want Jared to smite me or you just want me to feel jealous, uh, you can give some amazing bonuses to some other players for a $5 donation. You're going to get uh, a pull from the Mild Magic box. Given to a random mm -hmm. rolled player. Random player DM. right there or the DM could get it as well. Um, and then we've also got uh, the $10 level, which will give a re-roll to whoever. The $20 level where a challenger approaches who could either be on our team or it could be a villain. It could be someone that we have to fight immediately. And then of course, if you take down the hype boss, you're gonna be able to assign a nat 20 to anyone here. Could be uh, one of the players, could be Jared. He doesn't really get those. Uh, but when he does, they, they actually are usually with the stipulations that they be used against me. So, it that. Happens. It happens. Um, it happens. Awesome. So with that, uh, do take a look below. You'll see our scroller here uh, that has some of our current cast, some of our guests. Uh, feel free to follow uh, everyone on Instagram if you want to keep up with anyone who's been on the show here. Uh, enter the, the contest take down uh the real gobshite because i don't know if he's here to uh defend his his spot as the hype boss so hop in there and uh take down the hype boss he's not here to defend and um we will dive right into the story here as mm -hmm. we already had a player portal away she did i i i, I forgot to plug in the internet I forgot, to, I forgot to do that. Oh, so I so set up everything else though. You're you're on wireless so, right now, huh? Yeah. So okay. now it's at least plugged in. So all right, all right. somehow better. somehow you were getting video to us and you didn't crash. We're good for now. Um, Magic. Quick shout Magic. out. I know I can only personally see like the last maybe five, and my eyes aren't so good, so I can't read all the names. But everyone who has. Um, shot us a follow or a sub um, in the last three weeks. Yeah, as a huge quiet, thank yeah. you for uh, that. Um, we're excited to have you and make sure you head on over and join our Discord. Yeah, the the last few names I see here: Cool Kid, XDYT, Jexicon, Kbide, Timothy mm -hmm. Diamond, and Willow Ridley for follows. And Willow, thank you for Woo! the sub as well. Um, Woo! Thank you. We greatly appreciate everyone who joins in. Um, and now this is what you came for. I get to kill the players. I mean, I get to tell a story. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, uh, it's been a while since uh, we've, we've been with this party. Um, I believe last we, we found the party, we were in Standing Rock. A city that was uh, more or less destroyed. 
and more or less in shambles. No, they weren't shambling. Uh, the humans in that city were mostly fine, uh, but the wall had fallen off the backside into the ocean below as the city sits on the cliffside of the ocean. Uh, it didn't just fall off, it was definitely exploded off with a torrent of water from our good druid friend just trying to put out a fire. Uh, so, after our party had found the Dragon King and had finished the Dragon King, what, three times? You guys really... Yeah, I think I think we had a... Yeah. Three million, maybe? Three million. Uh, the Dragon King wouldn't die, and they finally were able to lock his soul away in the Well of Souls. And upon returning to Standing Rock, there was a lot of repairs to be had. The players, or the party here, had actually been told they were the new rulers of Standing Rock, based on some of their actions they had taken. Uh, so they began repairing the city. It took months, months and months and months before that wall was back up and before uh, things were, were settling and life became more normal for the town. Lord Drakland quickly assumed his, his station and was happy to start the reparations and rebuild uh, the armies and unify the lower and upper cities. Uh, he quickly took charge and fell into his, his royal tradition, while the rest of the party was not so much excited to be rulers of this city. They're adventurers, ready to strike out and ready for the next, next big thing. Uh, and they kept their eye on the horizon. Day after day, calm, cool breezes, the trees in the distance waving so slightly, a cow grazing in the pasture, no dragons, no nonsense. And then about two and a half months of this, day after day watching, uh, they were settling down to eat in one of the towers in the castle. And the same old slop, the, the sweet treats, the perfectly seared meats, pastas, breads, etc. just continued to come out. Uh, the table was full, the feast was ready, and an explosion in the distance had lit up this room. It was so far out that the light had flashed, and then it took seconds and seconds, almost a minute, and then the rumble hit. The plates shook on the table, and the adventurers leapt out of their seats ready for action, as this was the first sign of fun. Lord Drakland uh, <laughs> held his wine up to ensure that it wouldn't spill on his freshly cleaned uh, attire. Now, when this had happened, some of the, the guards rushed in very quickly. D did you see that? There, there was a flash just out there. And then the rumble followed. Yes, but the rumble, the rumble was almost a minute after. Usually the sound, uh, sound travels is slower than light, so we can assume it's quite a good distance away. Possibly, possibly uh, 50 miles. So we should go right now so we can help, right? Yeah? You guys want to go? Are you, are you... I am so bored with paperwork and rebuilding. 
I haven't smashed anything in months. Well, what are you talking about? You just smashed a hammer down onto a nail yesterday, helping the, the, the barber get back into business. But the hammer and the nail weren't bringing justice. <laughs> justice yeah. to the economic system and this man who- Valari. <clears throat> I'm like already walking away. <laughs> We're going! By now, Astro has grown up a little bit more, and he is wagging his blink dog tail as he's more of a blink dog than a blink pup uh, walking at Valari's side. Uh, still, the big padded paws fumble a bit as he's not fully grown, and he goes hustling off down the hall, chasing the guard who kicks open a few doors and starts readying your gear. Uh, he knew this day would come soon as he'd watched you all pace the castle. Now, as your gear had been laid out, uh, freshly pressed linens, uh, the, the leather had just been oiled, the, the metal had shined so bright that uh, as you picked up your sword and the breastplate, uh, it caught some of the, the glimmer of the candlelight and almost blinded one another as you're quickly suiting up. Uh, your gear was ready to go as much as you were. Uh, a couple guards had, had hustled you uh, some messages. Uh, a few folk have ridden from the hills nearby and gave some bearing to where this uh, event had happened. And a plan and a map had quickly been uh, brought to the, the party as you were all getting ready. Uh, you had a, a crew preparing you for this moment, for the moment to re-adventure. And now, as it was dusk approaching, horses were readied to get you at least halfway through the night's ride. Uh, a small party joined you of town's guard, ready to protect in the immediate area. Uh, and you are ready to go. The gate opened, and players, what do you do as the gate has opened? You each have a horse. Your gear has been loaded. Adventures in the distance. We ride! Have I rode a horse before? You've been able to get some practice time as there have been a few people in the, the castle who believe that everyone should have a bit more um, grandeur to them than this new lot of rulers. Yeah, I imagine I still don't like it. You probably don't. Uh, Astro, however, is running full bore next to your horse and teleporting ahead once in a while just so he keeps up uh as you ride i think as garth is about to uh hop on your pony it's look the it's mini a pony it's, Does he it's have a, a healthy pony right or he has as a ladder to, yeah as he's about to jump up onto good old uh Man, now I gotta name my horse. Then again. No, that could be your horse's name, but I'm gonna <laughs> name my own horse. Well, do it quickly. No, I want to adventure. What I'm trying to get to is a thank you for the real. I was trying to do a nice transition. Everyone keeps interrupting. <laughs> thank you to the real gobshite for all those gifted subs. Uh, we've also got a few new people in here. Parawheeler058 is in. Welcome. Also to Cymorgs is in here. Hello. How you doing? Um, and I know Celia Martinez showed up as well, yeah. but I don't think everyone has gotten in on the raffle yet. So if you're here and listening, make sure you type an exclamation point 
and then E-N-T-E-R, exclamation point, enter, will get you into the raffle for a set of these burnished bronze blacksmith craft dice. And while that's these happening, uh, a ton more as, subs as came in. you're all riding thug, thug, thug. across the plains, the gods are fighting up above. You see purple lightning across the sky, and you hear a voice that says, Willow Ridley is now the new hype boss. So Willow, please wow. uh, please let us know which player or DM gets the nat 20. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it is a spot where it's essentially a token that they can say, I'm going to just get a nat 20 on this roll instead of rolling. So uh, the real gobshite just got taken down by Willow Ridley. So thank you for oh. all of your, your battling in the skies there, Twitch gods and goddesses. Uh, now, you players are riding across the fields on unnamed horses. Uh, you can think of your name as we go along. Uh, the direction that you're headed is to the north. It only takes a matter of half hour's ride to pass by the creepy, dark forest that you'd spent some time in a few months back. Chills run down your spine as you, you pass that area. Now, it's late into the night by the time that you are able to take rest, the adrenaline slowly dropping, eyelids dropping just a little bit as well. And the town's guard that was with you has now diminished. Uh, there's only one guard left who's there with the tents and uh, set up for you for the first night. And his horse carries a small cart behind it that had been bouncing the whole way through. Uh, and as you find look it, at the suspension on it, the suspension might need a little work. And as you yeah. find a, a moment to rest, there's a flat space just at the top of the hill that looks like it would be great to pitch your tents. Uh, the guard stops here and flags you all, and he basically falls off his horse beaten with exhaustion. Oh, I think we could set the tents up right over there. And, um, uh, over there too. Do you need anything? I'm gonna start setting some tents up. All right, yes, you've, hey, you've already yeah. done a good hard day's work. I do think, uh, let, let's get the tents up and going because- Oh, I've got a tent. And I pull Linus out of my bag with a big cloud of whoosh. dust. <laughs> with a big cloud of dust. Uh, as, you, <laughs> as you toss this patchwork blanket out, it settles perfectly into a, a small pup tent. From the outside, merely the size of one person. But as the door flaps kind of breeze open, a soft light shows. And inside, it's far bigger than the tent appears. Oh, um... I forgot that you had that, so I didn't need to bring all of this. <sighs> well, I'll let Sorry. the guard captain know. And he he crawls in, and you hear a flump into the pillows, and he's only a few feet in off to the side of the door, already snoring as he lands in the pillows. Wow. This is good to be back, isn't it? Mm, it is good to be back. Reach over and grab a cookie from a pillow 
goblin and you notice that this is a double chocolate cookie chocolate chip with a chocolate batter so they've improved since the last time you were here i've missed them <laughs> and i've also missed the shield of destiny who just gifted a tier one sub to kurisu5412 welcome both of you didn't mean to rhyme but it happened it was great uh, and then we've also some wonderful shenanigans. Someone asked, uh, Cymorgs actually asked, first time tuning in, how long has the campaign been going on? What level are the PCs? That's a good question. We're level seven right now because we've mm -hmm. been going for at least, uh, in real life, what, a couple years now. Yep. Uh, but this is our fourth season premiere. So season four, uh, for these characters have gone through a lot. And just a reminder for anyone just tuning in, again, exclamation point, E-N-T-E-R gets you into that raffle for the giveaway, uh, which will be announced after our mid-show break. Win some dice! Whoop, whoop. Um, Any, anything else you'd like to call out as you grab your second double chocolate chip cookie? No, I just am so excited to have cookies. That's just me. I think... Um, yeah. Is that Garth or is that Nathan? <laughs> yes. Yes. Cool. That's one of those great places where character and player get to become one. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think I think Garth probably um, sits sits down with a book. He's got a couple of just random books that he's brought with him for the trip, and uh, it's gonna he's gonna have that cookie and probably a nice, hopefully cold glass of milk comes along with it. And he's just flipping through the pages until he gets tired enough to fall asleep and making sure that his good horse, Gerald, gets fed. You went with Gerald over Finnegan? Yes, I did. You can have Finnegan. I'm not saying Finnegan's a bad name. I'm saying Gerald is the name of my pony. That's a choice. And as it approaches the third hour of the day, it is time that the horses are also taking rest. And the rest of you, as you're settling in, uh, are greeted with blankets and pillows and everything you'd expect from Linus, this pillow fort. Uh, and as eyes begin to close, a pillow goblin runs up and smashes Ari in the face with a pillow a few times to wake her up and runs over and smacks Valari and trips over the doggo. And Astro hops to his feet and looks around, and as you all start to understand what's going on, in through the doorway, a hulking figure crawls in and stands tall and pulls out a rusted sword. And as you get your eyes on this figure, the rest of the armor is rusty and the figure's flesh is actually not holding too tightly to their bones. And behind, a zombie does shamble in behind this figure. And you hear a roar out. And as the roar strikes, we see that uh, Farash is now the, the new god in the sky. And Farash, do assign a nat 20 to a player or the DM uh, that can be used as you are now currently the god reigning supreme in this thunderstorm. And it is Garth. Yes. Uh, but this I'll figure, is, it. as it screams out, uh, a wispy smoke kind of 
drips from its mouth, and it raises a sword up to run and attack. Players, you are rolling for initiative as you're being ambushed on your first night out. How rude! Pretty good, oh, pretty good. Well, where's my character sheet? <laughs> Found which, it. Which character am I? Pretty good, not so good. We got people. I know we've we've got. Uh, it's Lucas Martinez is missing the missing the stash. I know, I know, buddy. We'll see him again soon. We'll see Bigby again soon. We will. <laughs> Man, everyone's everyone's also mad that I went with Gerald, Gerald. Mr. Penguin. Which doctor? I think I saw Mr. Cloppins. Cloppins stuff is rare. <laughs> That is a good one. Shield of Destiny liked Finnegan. Kind of reminds and... me of HR Puffin stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, your horse can be Finn, and then Finnegan. And... Oh, it is. There you go. There I you, gave go. you 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 looked this gift horse in the mouth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize. They're Look. over here naming theirs, and I'm just like, okay, horse. Like, <laughs> Don't bite gonna, me. We're going to make this work. Yep. Yeah. I don't like you, you don't like me, but we'll, we'll make it work. I didn't expect to have a horse. Do you know how much like pressure there is to name a thing? Oh. Didn't you do improv? Yeah. Hey, look, I did better than like Jera Fryer or whatever. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now that we've uh, given the DM enough time to set up this encounter, uh, players, what are our initiatives? Starting with Ari. 11. 11. Garth. 19. 19. Valari. Four. Woo. Four. <laughs> she was really asleep. And it's because Nathan was handling these dice. Oh no. <laughs> what? I, I didn't. I didn't mess up the dice. Give it your juju. Well, fortunately enough, Astro is first up, as he's <laughs> up on his feet, and he looks at the incoming uh, foe, and he. Stares down the smaller of the two, the the zombie that followed in second, and he runs up and does the Astro thing, leaps and teleports and bites at the neck of the zombie, and hits. So the DM gets to play a character here, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he does. Ooh, there you go. He does eight points of damage on this zombie as he latches on to the neck and shoulder. Uh, and the DM's getting it. No, DM doesn't get a kill. Uh, so Astro is now kind of perched up on the chest of this guy uh, and latched into his shoulder. Garth, it is your turn. The armored figure up front and then the zombie just behind. You know, Garth is shaken awake and can do nothing but cast one of his good old reliables, which, as we all know, is Catapult, mm -hmm. launching a pillow with such force that it's just going to be one of those natural 20s right at the guy in the leap. All right. Nat 20 to the big armored hulking pillow beast. Pillow fight. Pillow fight. <laughs> so this pillow is about to do... Uh, can you roll me a d4 and tell me the number that you have on your d4? Yeah, but now I'm scared. You see Don't if worry. it's the sharp end of the pillow? <laughs> yeah, basically. See which corner hits. Two. Two. Uh, roll for damage, and we'll talk about what happens. Oh, God. <laughs> um, okay. 
Now I'm really scared about what I just did. Uh, well, I have to roll 3d8 on top of the 24 points of damage that I do because of how we play nat 20s here. Nat 20s are wonderful. You get your full base damage, and then you roll on top of that. So... That's, okay, the, the dice, though, only gave me an extra 8, so that's... 32, 32 points of damage. 32 from the points of damage. Uh, Garth, you... Rubbing your eyes and waking up, you fling what you think is a pillow. Instead, you actually fling a pillow goblin. No! And the pillow goblin goes blasting right into the face of the white that had walked in. The... Just because I used a nat 20 on you, you're going to make me a part of pillow goblin. I was going to make you roll on what you were throwing anyways. Oh, uh, pillow goblin? The pillow huh? goblin, the internals, the stuffing burst everywhere, but you see that his little arms wrap around the the head of this, this creature, and it is now blinded as it holds on and uses the last of its strength to help in the fight. Uh, Next, we have the zombie that had walked in, and he is going to try to hit the dog, but Astro is able to shimmer and blink out of the way uh, and not get hit as it swings. Now, the blinded white is trying to figure out what to do next as he can't see any of you, so he rushes forward and swings where he believes you are all at and he's going to absolutely miss uh, but now he's standing right up amongst the group uh, he's about six seven feet away from each of you so just out of arm's reach uh, and we go to Ari pinata time um, I'm gonna just draw my longsword and take a whack all right that was a leaner. <laughs> it was. I pulled it and flattened, and I was like, "Oh, I shouldn't do that." Uh, I don't want to. 16, 17, uh, Twenty-two. Twenty-two hits. Great. And that will be my d8. Well, have you picked up your shield? Because if not, you could be swinging with a d10. Uh, I have not picked up my shield. Oh, uh, it's a two it, it looks like we've had some gifted subs, and the gods are warring in the skies. More oh thunder and lightning goodness. happens, and we get a Willow Ridley as the new goddess in the sky yet again. Woo-hoo. So, so Mr. DM. An, another D20 to assign Willow. Uh, yes. What did you do? That, um, I hit him. Yes, you did. With my sword. Yeah. <laughs> 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14 points of damage. And then I'm going to take another swing. All right. 14 With points my of damage. Spider perks. I don't know that that will just, hit. Let's see. Imagine the, getting smacked with the flat part. <laughs> a whack. Right? Uh, an 11. Does not hit. Okay. Well, I got one one in there. That's my turn. All right. Uh, Valari. Finally. Um. So I'm going to mold earth, and I'm going to, um, I want to excavate, like, a hole underneath where the, where the, what do you call it? 
the zombie is standing. Where the dog was at? Or where... Well, I mean, the dog was on his shoulder, right? Yep. But yep. the zombie, where he's standing, I want to dig out like a hole. So he just like I'll let. Falls. Normally, it would be an earthen substance. I'll let it be because you're in pillow land. So it is pillow earth. But, but it's a blanket that turns into like, I imagine like a tent like this, right? So we yeah. still have ground. Oh, when you go into a tent, it's still the ground. The ground is pillows. Oh. It's a but magic tent. It's it's a magic like tent. It's magic earth. Like I will I will let that work. Dirt. I will let that work. Is All that right. stuffing? Pillow dirt? Is that just stuffing? Y yes. It's uh, a bunch of smaller brown and gray pillows. Right. Hmm. So you you scoop up these brown and gray pillows, and the zombie falls <laughs> down into the hole. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the zombie is now five feet down into the hole and sitting there or standing there trying to get Astro off of his shoulder. Um, it is back up to Astro's turn and Astro is going to attempt to continue his bite and does not land that one. So what happens is the, the zombie pushes back and Astro is able to get a foot on the edge of the, the pillow earth next to him and is now standing kind of on the edge of the hole growling in at the zombie. Uh, Garth, it is your turn. My turn, again? Again. You we, get two. We only, now, we only well, there... have three players, so. <laughs> right. Right, it's great. Um, now, did you say there were two that shambled in, or just the one? One that shambled in, and then one that was like the, the more leader of them. Okay, and the leader was the one I've already been launching at. The leader is the one that's got the pillow goblin pelt wrapped around his face. Yeah. Yeah, still feel a little bad about that. Um, so, I think, oh, you know what? I'll just do that, too. Uh, because I want to be able to avoid the uh, the pillow goblin, I'm going to go with uh, classic magic missile and just launch it where I want it. All right. Boom, boom, boom. All right, so that's going to be... 3d4. In fact, you know what? I'll do it at... Well, I've only got 3d4 over here. So, I'll just do it at first level. Um. And each one of them gets a... Plus one. Plus one. So that's three. Eight damage more. Eight damage more. The three magic missiles twirl and blast into the chest of uh, the white and it falls down to its knees and drops over to the side and I guess undies. It's undead. So you you unkilled it? You killed it? I, I'm not sure. It's gone. Re-killed re it. Re-killed it. Unanimated? You, you uh, deanimated, unanimated? Yeah, it's, it's, it's done. It's gone. It disintegrated? It, it didn't disintegrate. It's still there, but oh. yeah, it's, well, it's no longer it alive. Gone, so. Um, and as it falls over, uh, the pillow goblin on its face kind of lifts up its one little flat arm, and you see a few pillow goblins come rushing in with a, a little stretcher between a couple of them, and one carrying a bunch of, of loose fluff. Uh, and they're quickly attending to this goblin. Uh, as the fight continues on, um, it is the zombie's turn, and the zombie can claw at Astro, who is right in front of him. Oh, no! 
as he claws at Astro, he does get a hit on him. Uh, oh. Astro! Leaner. It only does two points of damage as it kind of smacks Astro in the face. Are you tracking his? Yep. Okay. Ari, it is your turn. You now have yeah. a zombie in a hole ready for golf or whatever you want to do to have I was, fun. I was thinking golf. <laughs> um, so I'm going to call Brianna and the little spider pin on my lapel, my whatever. <laughs> my pajamas? My pajamas <laughs> is going to wake up and I'm going to uh, call out cast web and point at him as I go. I'm going to say after I swing, cast web. Hmm. Clarity of communication. And then I'm going to take a swing. As you're, as you're waking Brianna, uh, a purple mist flies through as one of the gods has gifted a $5 tip from the real gobshite. Uh, and there's a plus 5 AC given to mm -hmm. Valari what? for one round of combat. Nice. So you have you plus five if the zombie does get out to get you. <laughs> uh, so you, you run up and swing. What is your to hit? 25. 25, it hits. Okay. And that will be 14 points of damage. 14 points of damage. Uh, how, how do you apply that swing? Yeah. Like... I think we have different understandings of golf, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at yeah, golf. You should, you should, that you that explains the putt putt course. It explains it's usually under, not over. I uh, know, but flat side of the blade. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Um, and so with that, uh, as you run up and you swing down, you end up just knocking the the head clean off of the zombie. And Brianna, never mind. Brianna, like. <laughs> rears up on your shoulder and gets ready to, to shoot web and then stops and skitters down back onto your neckline and clasps onto uh, the armor there. Great. I feel like I need to apologize for all the excess chaos and sound effects that are coming from our end Battle of the stream. Um, they're just, they, the they're just being doggos tonight. So I apologize. <laughs> A five-year-old and a seven-year-old just doing right. their dog it's, thing. It's, I mean, they, it works, though, because we've got Astro back, so. Yeah, Astro's here. You it's can... just good Foley. It is. Oh, and Farage doesn't hear anything. There you go. All right, then. Well, right. if you hear, sometimes you'll hear toys are barking or growling. Or, I don't know. I guess They're... we have the microphone set up just right. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So the, the battle ends, and as the battle ends... The zombie lays collapsed in this hole. Uh, the the leader, the white, uh, is laying there dead. And the pillow goblin is being pulled off of his face and attended to and being quickly restuffed. Uh, another pillow goblin walks up and he's got uh, a nice big tall hat on it with a golden star. And he steps in and kind of puts his hands up and waves you off as he can't speak uh and 
just kind of puts his arms up and waves off a few other pillow goblins and quarantines the scene here. Uh, the goblin that helped you out is being stuffed and thrown onto the stretcher and run off behind a few pillows. Uh, assumedly he's going to Pillow Goblin Hospital, uh, but they've got him. And all is quiet. Um, Bilari, Ari, why, um, why would zombies be able to get in here? Don't we have guards outside? Don't we have a whole troop with us? You're left with, with one guard as they had peeled off, and it was the one that had fallen asleep and he's still asleep just inside the edge of the tent. Carl! Tired. Carl, wake up! Uh, yeah. Mm. Who's that? It was a zombie that just attacked us. Where have you been, Carl? Two. What are you, yes, two zombies even. I want to search the pockets while they're talking, or like search the bigger one to see if there's yeah. any, like, was he sent here? Does yeah. he have a wanted poster with our faces again? Like... Oh, that's right. You had one of those. And we had one. I didn't. Mm -hmm. no. The the I guard would... sits up and looks around. Well, it seems that you've you've got this. Uh, I'll step outside and um and puts his head down and he starts pulling his boots on and getting ready to go outside. Uh Ari, as you're you're digging through the pockets on uh this very ancient armored zombie uh you, you open one of the pockets and a very old letter folded and unfolded many, many times uh, is able to be pulled out. And as you, as you pull it out, it seems to have been around for upwards of a 50 to 100 years, if not longer, uh, and carried on this person. I read it. As you read it, it's a very rough script, a lot of it worn out. Uh, but what you do see is that um, there is a mandate for um, the dead of the lands to rise as darkness falls when the ethereal plane meets the material plane uh, the plan will come into action. I don't like the sound of that. Uh, I read it out loud to Valarian Garth. Like, guys, listen to this. Um, that sounds bad. Very bad. How could one even do such a thing? I mean... Hmm. Interesting. I do want to, uh... Garth is gonna peek his head outside the tent and just see, like... Are there more? Are we good? As, as you peek your head outside the tent... Uh, you do see Carl standing there and turns around and Carl looks at you and reaches down and he's got an arrow in his chest and he falls forward uh, dead in front of the tent. And Carl! you see off in the distance uh, what appears to be a horse with flames at, on its feet and on its mane. The rider... Uh, glowing ever so slightly, the horse rears up and starts to run off. And as the horse runs off, it kind of disappears into nothingness. Uh, the glow that it was casting just instantly disappears, and a little bit of flame flickers out from where it was standing. Uh, the horse was about 
100 feet out, um, and the rider had a clear shot, apparently, as you were sitting on top of this hill to take out Carl. Uh, the horses, no! the horses that were tied up, seem to have run off. There's no sign of them. And Gerald. Gerald is now roaming free, somewhere nearby. Oh. This is the worst. I rush out to the tent to see, out of the tent to see what's going on. Um, I rush to Carl and check his pulse. Is he gone? Gone. Carl's gone. Gone. This guy was exhausted, and that arrow finished him off quick. Who has mold earth? Valari does. I dig a hole, his body falls, and I put the dirt back. I look around for a flower. There's a handful of wildflowers about 20-30 feet from where the tent's set up. I pick them, and I put them on his grave, and, uh, Garth, you're the word guy. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, you didn't, sorry, you didn't see what I saw. There was a rider. What? A rider. He didn't just fall down dead with the air. Oh, right. Uh, yes, it wasn't a, a rider on a flaming horse. And Sorry, I, as much as I want to say words, I, Carl was a good guard. He obviously watched over us, protected us. Um, but he did. No, he, he didn't. Well, I mean, he was but so he was... exhausted from doing that throughout the day that he thought we would be safe in our own home. Obviously, look. Listen here, Mr. Halfling Wizard. <laughs> I think we got to get going, right? Tiefling, wild mage. No, we had a question about what everybody <laughs> Oh. I couldn't work it in naturally. I was like, this is so awkward. You've never talked to me like this. <laughs> I know, I was She's breaking the fourth wall. The Ari's characters. got her. Hello, I'm a, uh, Ari is a human fighter. Halfling wizard. Tiefling wild mage. Sorcerer. 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 You're welcome. Sorry for the awkward. I'm half awake. It's now about 4 a.m. We can't stay here. There's zombies and fl flaming? Flaming horse. Was the rider on fire? Did he have, like, a skull head? There's a flaming mane. The rider was holding a bow. Uh, I want to actually, like, run over to where I saw the horse. I want to see if, like, the ground is charred. Were there hoof marks? Was it some sort of ethereal thing, now that we've heard ethereal and material planes? Yep. Down the hill, uh, as you rush down, you see that there's a small charred area that looks like uh, flaming foot horse prints had happened. So there's some horse hooves, uh, some burnt grass. And then in the direction where it had run, there's a few small lesser burnt spots and then it dissipates into nothing as if the horse just vanished. Mm. Yes, we're dealing with something very different here. Um, can I roll you mean uh, what would it be? Like a different... history check or an arcana check if I would have uh, heard of any creature like this before? Yeah, you can you can roll either, whichever you prefer. Uh, while you're doing that, thank you, Gobshite, for the donation. 
thank you, Rachel, for the follow. Farash for the sub. Sith Lord for the follow. Uh, oh, there was a bunch of and subs. And there's a bunch of other subs gifted and whatnot uh, above. That is awesome. Is third hype boss? Third hype boss, I think. Willow, I think so. Willow gave me it another time. Yeah, Willow did it because, twice. Uh, but it's still... Yeah. Roll. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we're super close. 320 hit points. Uh, I think it's a one-to-one -one or close for bits. It's a one-to-one to -one two cents per tip. So if you want to take out Willow, it'll be probably $3.25. <laughs> there you go. Um, yes, so I got a soft 20 on a history check of if I've read about any of these creatures before. Okay, yeah, uh, Soft 20, um, you have heard of uh, nightmares, horses that were once pegasi uh, and converted by uh, fairly evil uh, beings in the worlds by removing their wings and performing rituals to turn them into nightmares, uh, essentially planes-walking beings. Uh, some of the history books that you know from uh, your world would say that it was uh, barbed devils and various other uh, demonic creatures that, that do this act. Uh, you're not quite sure in this world who or what could have done that, uh, but it's very similar to what you've, you've seen. Evil Pegasi? Yes, I guess I'll tell you about this. <laughs> and not just that was Lauren's response. Oh, okay. That was Lauren's response. What a, what a, what a horrible... <laughs> um, yes, it looks like something here is um, it's very evil. Uh, there was a nightmare here, a, a creature created by demons from uh, a pegasus. I think... Um, How awful. But why would they target us? I don't know, but they're going down. For Carl. For Carl. Valari's gonna do it for her own reasons, I guess. Valari's <laughs> gonna do it to keep from getting bored. <laughs> I know. So I don't know. Weird things have happened since we went through that portal, and it's weird things happened before we went through the portal. Yeah, but right now we didn't fight the the. Dragon King, whatever. We're still not even sure what that was, and if he's still around. And now we're flaming horses, and we're running a town, and this is all like. Did we ever just decide we weren't gonna look for the portal back, or? As as Valari's speaking this, the sky crackles, and a voice says, "Valari, you're blessed by the real Gobshite." The real Gobshite is now the new hype boss and has given the net 20 to Valari. So, Valari, make note. Oh, thanks. Hmm. I had not even thought of that. Since combat ended before the one round, does my plus five AC still apply? Yep, it applies okay. for your next full round in combat. Just make a sure. Yep. Yes, I mean, um... Hmm. Just saying, I don't think we ever stopped for a moment to consider. No, we didn't. It is something I'd be very interested in looking into. I'm sure uh, 
We're not even sure where we are. Well, we're in the, uh... The Black Isles, yeah. Yes. The island of Nia. Look, we were just in stone... Standing Rock. Standing Rock. That give me a plus one history here? Listen, I don't know. <laughs> um, listen, we could go on and on about what we want to do, but right now it's 4 a.m. We've been attacked by zombies and a flaming horse. Nightmare. Nightmare. I think we got to pack up and get out of here. It would be nice to f figure out what that explosion was. Uh, perhaps if we can handle it quickly, then we can um, go about figuring out this, this realm and... How we would get back to our own. We would also want to get a message if we figure that out to Rumiel, just to let him know. Like if he wants to go back, I know he's doing a lot of work with the ends and such. Oh here, yeah, but, that guy. But if he, uh, <laughs> if he wanted, if we're going to go back, we might as well invite the other person who who came through, so that he wasn't trapped on a in a world that um, without me. You understand. All right, <clears throat> um, I'm gonna go back in the tent. Grab my things and come back out with a plate of cookies. As, Breakfast. As you're heading back up the hill towards the tent, uh, the body of the zombie gets rolled out, and a couple of the pillow goblins are wiping their hands, and they go back in. You see them drag the other creature out as well and remove them from the tent. Uh, and these goblins are made of burlap and are heavy duty, and they look a bit more bulky and hulking than the rest of the pillow goblins and they step out of your way and hold the, the flaps of the tent uh, you're greeted with a plate of cookies and you're greeted also with another goblin who does have uh, a few small vials of a dark brown syrupy liquid uh, that I believe you may have encountered in the past Java I take both how many were there? there were three Oh, fine. Okay, I'll take one. <laughs> if nobody wants theirs, I call dibs. I mean, I did mine up, and I haven't drank the stuff yet, but I see her, and she goes, well, I'm going to take it, and I just dump it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no. So I dump it out. <laughs> she remembers what you have done in the past. Yes, yes, uh-huh, uh-huh. There. All right, then, uh... Unfortunately, our horses have also run off. And if I know anything about horses, they will run back to their own stable. So they're probably a good ways away on their way back to um, Stone uh, Sleeping Standing Rock. I don't know why I keep forgetting the name of that place we've been <laughs> Sleepy in. Sleepy Stone months. Standing Rock of Doom and such. Uh. And... Beer, 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 beer. We now have over 150 followers. Thank you guys for the help and the bringing in your people. Um, and for anybody who's new, just a reminder, we have a giveaway going tonight for an awesome set of the Burnished Bronze Blacksmith Craft Dice. Type in exclamation mark, E-N-T-E-R, enter to enter. Yep. Uh, That's how that works. You, you will... Get one entry per person. Farash, you'll get yelled at if you try to enter too many times. You still have your, your one entry in there. We made it fair for everybody. Uh, so that way you enter once, and we have a nice big go, pool Willow. of people here to choose from. Uh, we will take break in about 30-ish minutes, plus or minus, depending on how the story settles. 
Uh, our break is 10 minutes long, so roughly you have about 40 minutes to get your friends in here to see if they can win some dice as well. You don't have to be present to win. Uh, we've got you here. We'll reach out to you on Twitch. Uh, and no matter how you try it, Entropy, uh, Entrada, whatever you want to do, Ender's Game, good luck. There is no secret code, and if there is, you get a second ticket. I don't know where that code's at, right? so... <laughs> good luck finding it. Uh, I Our didn't put it there. Would have been a good one. Uh, yeah, so the horses have run off. Um, the pillow goblins, you can see, are packing up some of their stuff and locking down as they know that you'll be closing up uh, Linus so they don't want to get blown away by the backdraft. Uh, and you see uh, on a couple little uh, crutches, the goblin that helped you in the fight comes out and he's got uh, some red thread on a certain area or two on his legs that were torn up, uh, but you do see that it looks to be almost as if it's a cast for him, and he, he waves at you all as uh, you continue your journey and close up Linus for the evening. Sorry again about that. Thought you were uh, the one under my head. Um, the, the normal. This is why we don't fight at night. The yes, well... Pack it up. Down my Java, hand it back to the lad, and... All right. The recovering pillow Ooh. goblin puts his little fists up and looks like he's ready for the next fight uh, and just waves at you like, uh, no hard feelings. I like this guy. He's a tough one. Well, let us continue towards uh, where this should be. The um, explosion? Yes, um, I believe it was that way. You find the North Star, remembering that the map had pointed you north. Uh, Garth, being uh, the collector that you are, you do find the, the map rolled up and gently placed on the top of your bag, as uh, Carl, before he had died, had given that to you uh, to ensure oh. that you have it. Uh, DM mind here, I just already spun off. Maybe our one-offs will be you all as pillow goblins in the Pillow <laughs> Goblin Adventures. Um, we'll, we'll figure that out later. But that's just a little, haha, heads up later. Um, Linus packed up, now hangs on someone's back somewhere. Uh, and it is nearing 5 a.m. The sun, you see, is peeking up off, uh, to the south here. The sun is at a different angle than normal. Uh, the sun rises and sets north to south, unlike, uh, where you're from, and I, I'm not quite sure if Faerun sets at certain angles. Someone knows out there on the internet. Internet, tell us uh, where does the sun rise and set and how many suns does Faerun have? Uh, and then we'll continue on. Uh, Bonus points if you know how many moons. Yes, and as the sun starts peeking up and giving a little bit of morning glow uh, to the north, you do see that there's a, a road that will take you uh, where this map is pointing, uh, and by your best judgment, Garth, it'll take an, about another day of travel to get there. All right, everyone. Could have done it quicker on horses, but uh, looks like we've got a, about another day ahead of us. So, chipper minds and happy steps. <laughs> a well-known saying in- I'm sorry, could, I think I could hear Valari's eyes roll. For what? <laughs> Chipper minds and happy steps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm just 
glad to not be stuck right. in the castle anymore. Right. It's just nice to get a little bit of fresh air. Remember the old days? Remember when we first got to that place? Just the three of us. The days we spent on the road together. And and Garth will just go on and just be talking for the next probably three hours as they oh walk. Just going over everything that we've done together in the past couple months. And the past almost... I mean, it's probably been half a year at least by now at this point that we've all been traveling together. Something close yeah, to that. Close to that. Uh, meanwhile, Astro is making loops around you all and teleporting around and just having fun being out in, in nature. Uh, but as the day goes on, you're able to have a, a light lunch. Uh, the sky becomes overcast and it gets darker and darker over the afternoon. And in the mm -hmm. distance, you do see the, the purplish glow from the blast, but it seems to fade away as rain comes across the plane towards you. It slows down travel as everything gets all muddied up and it's harder to, to make a good pace. And as you're just feeling fatigued mid-afternoon, uh, to the east there's a, a small flicker of a few lights, uh, a small town that may provide cover, uh, and then to the west there's a fairly dark forest that could provide other cover. Uh, players, what what do you all feel is best for your characters? We've got a, um, a, a dark, creepy forest. No? It's a choice. It's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the canopy would uh, cover us at least a little bit, um, but... Um, Personally, no, no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's either the forest or nothing. I was looking at my notes. Um, there... Is there, I mean, we're on a, I'm assuming we've been going on a road of some sort. Yeah, you're on a bit of a road. Uh, there is a little branch of the road that goes off to this small uh, town. Uh, it looks only like a few houses and a, a few a few. You should stay at the town. Town. All right. Larry, town. Fine. Fine. <laughs> I mean, it's either that or a dark, creepy forest where we're going to get wet. I grew up on the streets, so... <laughs> the rain doesn't bother me that much. People, Fair. on the other hand. <laughs> People, on the other hand. We'll look for an abandoned house first. <laughs> yes. What? If you two want to stay in an abandoned house, that's fine. I'm gonna find the inn. Hopefully. Is no. there an inn? We go to the as, we go to the we town. go to the town. As you're approaching the town, a, a sign sits uh, about fifty feet from what appears to be the, the roadway through town. The sign says Stonehaven. Uh, and as you're walking into town, the homes have doors that are much larger than normal. Um the inn and the shops have home uh, have doors that are much larger than normal. Um, there's a few people quickly running between the buildings trying to stay out of the rain, but it's a very, very quiet little town. Uh, in the, the front windows of a few homes, there's a, a candle or two lit. Uh, you do see some very ornate uh, stone carvings uh, of, of humanoids uh, in a bunch of different homes and, and shops. And 
you do see the inn up ahead, the sign seemingly removed, and the lights out front show that this is the place that is kind of the hub in the center of town. You, you walk up to the front door of the inn, and the porch gives you a little bit of cover to kick your boots of the mud and enter in. But as you're looking through the windows, it's a very quiet, empty inn. It follows the rest of town. There's no one here taking cover from the rain. Hmm. Open that door. Open yes. that door. Happily. Happily. Hey, welcome. Um, uh, you must be from from out of town. I haven't seen y'all here. Um, my my name is um, Sir Gerald, and um, I. I I've well, I actually I had a pony named Gerald. It oh, sounds very similar. Not the same. Well, I know so, it's not the same. I I had a pony named Gerald when I was growing up too. Oh, I <laughs> you. Okay. Gerald is spelled G-E-R-R-R-R-A-L-D, and Gerald yes. has a lot less R's in it. I just thought it'd be fun. Yes. So, um, it's it's a lot of R's, but um, uh, forgive the mess. We've we've been recently acquired. Um, so we're we're just trying to change over and uh, get some new stock in. Uh, pick any table that you want. Um, there's not a lot of of traffic tonight, given the rain and all, but, um, I'll, I'll be back out in just a minute. And he pushes back into, uh, the kitchen area, and you, you hear some clanks and clunks. On the, the bar top, there's a, a circular shield that's half-painted with what appears to be a, a red dragon's head, uh, painting over some old lettering that seems to be sanded off. Hmm. These guys are everywhere. Yes, well, uh, you know... Motioning to the sign with the dragon, seeing as we have been staying at the Stambulon Inn in almost every town we seem to go to. Yes, I haven't figured out if it's a, a corporation uh, yet that's making it everywhere, or if they're just a really well-known brand name that is allowing franchises to pop mm. up. Yes. <clears throat> Economics. Is there anyone else sitting around besides the three of us in this... Uh, Gerald? No, not Gerald. Gerald. Gerald is back in the kitchen. Uh, right. Sir Gerald He's is gone. back in the kitchen. Uh, but there's a, a small table on the, the far side that has uh, a couple other travelers that are uh, muddied up and wet as well as if they just come in from the rain maybe 20 minutes prior to you. Hmm. Hello! Ah! Hello, how's it going? Um, it seems the rain stopped us as well. <laughs> uh, did you guys tie up out front? There's a stable around the corner if you need. Well, unfortunately, uh, our horses were scared off. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry about that. Well, well, that guy's really nice. He's got the best recommendations for food. Um, and apparently there's some really good attractions in the area. There's a, a rock that looks like a dog just outside of town, but it has to be sunset when you look at it. Um, honey, honey, uh, do you have notes on the other things? And he, he bumps the woman next to him and she just shakes his head and 
continues to she eat her food. She shakes his head. Sorry, shakes her head. Shakes his head. Eh, 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 eh. No. Uh, shakes her head and, and kind of covers her face as uh, he continues to tell you all of the things he's learned about this area. He's got, he's got one of those brochures that's at is, the front of every hotel. Is he wearing a Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> no, he is not wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He's wearing, is he wearing socks and sandals. Sunscreen on his nose. Yes to all of that. Great, okay. And he continues uh, drowning on, but Ari and Valari are uh, very good at letting that fly past at this point. I'm listening intently. (laughs) Taking notes. Have you you had any any trouble during your travels? Uh, We recently encountered a bit of trouble that is the reason that uh, our horses are gone. No, uh, what kind of trouble did you hit? And he continues oh, to just... yell across, doesn't even come closer to you. Yes, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so, uh, just a bit of the undead. <laughs> uh, uh, I elbow. Garth, uh, gonna scare him. I mean, they're, they're now re-dead. Uh, we're... Uh, uh, okay. Enjoy the dog rock! And I, like, pull Garth back. Everyone should know if there's trouble around. They should know that it was already taken care of. As well. The the man pulls out a, a small dagger and lays it on uh, the tabletop and taps the woman with him and she pulls out a small dagger too and they put a few coin out and it looks like they're just trying to figure out that all they have are the two daggers if they are able to get more weaponry uh, and he crumples up a paper and throws it off to the side and nods his head. Uh, apparently one of their excursions was... Um, removed from the to-do list as oops they need more weaponry uh sir only helps if you know how to use it sir gerald comes back out and he sets down a few pints of of different uh varieties so you you gotta be uh, careful of this one here and he points to a very dark brew this one's just into the area. Um, it came from another island. It's a, it's I a honey brew. Um, oh, that one. Oh, that one. It'll it'll knock you back on your butt pretty quick. But um, we we do have some food. I'll I'll get some food for you. Um. Does uh does the honey brew leave you with a nasty buzz? <laughs> mm, you're a jokester. Are are you? You must be one of the traveling bards. Um, we. We could have you do a show. You could you could do a show here um tomorrow night maybe uh, if if the numbers are up. I go like I do some finger guns and press the digitation comes out with sparks. I'm like, I've never thought about going on the road before. That's literally our life. Oh right, but not in this capacity. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, well, food. More food will be out in a few minutes. And as he turns around and walks back to the kitchen, he knocks a tart off of. Uh, something standing in the corner, and underneath is a, a stone uh, representation of what appears to be a bartender holding a glass, standing there mid-sentence, and he looks up, oh, sorry about that, pal, and he throws the the tart back up over uh, the stone and walks into the kitchen. Just, Jerry! He pops his head back out. Uh, yeah, what? What is it? How did um? Who that? 
Yes, um... Oh, he's... He's the other bartender. Um... He... Well, why is he stone? You, you've never been to Stonehaven before then, huh? Well, she's been no. to, she's been stone before though. <laughs> well, Stone Stonehaven's a unique town. Um, we we're kind of a, an old lot here. Um, given the current year, I should technically be uh, two hundred and nineteen years old. Um, and I'm a human, and that's not normal for humans. No, I, I I'm also human. Yeah, I got yeah, you. yeah. I pull out my, like my book and my pen, and I just start writing. Continue. Tell me your last story. The, Are you cursed? The man at the other table just drops his fork and jaw drops. Food kind of falls out of his mouth, and he just sits there and does the same thing as Garth starts writing down. Um, so uh, the the thing is, the the town's been cursed. Um, we we had uh. Long story short, um, we had something happen about 128 years ago, 130 years ago. I, I can't remember. It's so long now. Um, uh, we, we go in and out of being turned to stone. Um, it's, a, it's a curse that uh, gives us stone power that, uh, well, somebody was searching four years ago and um, was given to all of us. We don't like it. But um, what, what happens is... Uh, Every night around dusk, um, some of the living get turned to stone. And, uh, I mean, the next morning, some of the stone get turned back to living. You you might be stone for a day or two. You might be stone for a couple weeks. Um, but, yeah, we first go. More importantly, does it happen to people who just travel through the town? Not that, not that we've seen. Uh, you guys should be fine. Um, <laughs> We, we just make copious amounts of notes about our travelers, just so that way, you know, if I am stoned tomorrow, then someone else can make sure all of your needs are met. If you can't eat certain meats or vegetables, or your dog needs a certain bed, or, uh, I don't know, we, we, we take those notes. So here, and he, he hands a few papers out to you that have little questionnaires about your health and your preferences and whatnot, uh, and... He goes, just just put them on the the bar top when you're when you're settled, and um, I hope to see you tomorrow. Uh, feel free to finish up, and um, we don't uh, we don't really have rooms ready. Let me go figure that out. And he hustles up the stairs. We only really need one. <clears throat> okay. Well, um, this is quite the place. I wonder if it. We can't have anything to do with the explosion that we saw, though, because well, that, uh, that is even further on. We have not yet reached that position, according to my calculations. Um, uh, I do wonder what could have done. I, uh, I will say I'm glad, because at first I thought it might be some sort of um, creature uh, 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 tones one to stone. Uh, I believe basilisks, is that it? Or mm. something of the sort. Um... As, as you're muttering, the, the couple on the other side of the room quickly packs up and throws some of their food into a cloth and throws it in their bag, uh, tosses a handful of coin onto the table, and the guy waves at you all. He goes, um, 
Hey, I didn't know this was cursed. Good luck. And he bursts through the door out into the rain and they run off. And moments later, you hear horses uh, galloping out of the town. Apparently, apparently he didn't hear all of the conversation that you guys should be safe, but uh, we'll take their room. Good riddance. Now, you hear some clunking and thudding upstairs and Sir Gerald comes back down. Um, it seems that we we do have one room and it's it's bed isn't in great shape. Um, well, we're fine. Okay, well... We travel prepared. Oh, okay. Well, the room is just upstairs and around the corner. Um, is there any needs that you have for, for breakfast in the morning? Anything you can't eat or uh, prefer? To Java? Oh, you're, you're talking about the, the hyper juice. Okay, well, I, I can get some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Astro likes dragon meat. Dragon meat? Do you know how expensive that is to get? Oh, uh, I mean, if the butcher's open, I'm sure he's got a, a small slab in there. We we have adventurers drop some of that stuff off quite often. Um, yeah, we can get some dragon meat for him. Um, okay, uh, if there's anything else. Yeah, um, who cursed you? Well, I didn't, I didn't see it happen. Um, I was, I was actually tending bar that night. Uh, some say it was a winged beast, others say that it was, um, oh, you know, um, some cursed demon, um, uh, Was it a horse on fire? No, no, it was, it was a little less scary than a horse on fire. That, uh, that doesn't seem quite right, but, um, yeah, that's, that's quite strange. Yeah, yeah, totally, okay. You were just thinking of the scariest things we can imagine. <laughs> Demon was Pegasus it like, would be right up there. Yeah, oh. was it like a thousand snakes? <laughs> oh. oh, if it was like 17 giant spiders that not only spit web and acid, but also breathe fire and talked you know, like a right. goblin, that would be pretty scary. This is the stuff of nightmares. Thank you. Yeah, well, I think I think... It wasn't those either. Uh, I haven't seen those in the area ever, so don't worry about those. But um, the, the room's ready for you when when you're ready, and uh, I guess get some good night's rest. Yes, thank you. And and just uh, yes, a couple of uh, scrambled eggs, a few slabs of bacon, sausages, a nice toast, and um, what am I forgetting? Maybe a bit of fruit if you've got it. Just something light and sweet. Would be wonderful. Strawberries, maybe strawberries. I Hope mean, you don't get turned to stone. And yes. I drag Garth upstairs. He asked about breakfast. <clears throat> you gave him an entire grocery list. All right. Mm, he he stands at the bottom of the stairs, uh, and as the the time of dusk approaches, uh, it you don't see any light change outside too much, as it was downpouring quite heavily. Uh, a bell rings out twice in the town, and then you hear the front door open, and a bell rings out twice in front of the inn, and then silence for a moment. And then you hear bells ringing out all over town, and the barkeep runs upstairs, 
and pushes the door open a little bit. If if you lot um, don't know how to fight, I would stay inside right now. Um, what? It seems that sword out. It seems that our our town's guard um are all stone this evening. Um, normally that's not a bad thing, but behind that cloud cover was a uh, it was a full moon. So, um, why does that matter? Um, have you ever seen stone that comes alive and tries to eat you? No. They have wings and kind of look, um, a bit scary. Wait what the crap have you done to us? Um, they're, they're usually... They're usually like a dog oil. Yeah, you can find them in the big cities, sitting in front of churches. Yep. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've seen a group of them on top of a skyscraper. A guy had moved a castle like an angelic? onto a skyscraper, and then they came to life once they rose above the clouds. Are we talking about angelic figures? No, 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 no. Okay. no, no, no. Donald Nightmare. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. Well. Tonight's the night that the, the those things tend to um, feast. Now, now I think you living folks are fine. It's the stone folks that uh oh man. Well, the stone folks are the ones that first get gnawed on by these beasts. Wait, they eat the stone? Yep. These gargoyles want nothing more than the stone flesh of. Living, non-living, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Make sense to me. Why do you guys not move? Oh, we tried. This this town was um, 50 miles down the road years ago, and uh, as we moved, so did the curse. We stuck together as, you know, if one turns to stone in someone else's city, they might get burned or crushed or locked away, because, you know, that's not normal. But, um, <laughs> in this city, it's a... And as he's mid-sentence, you see him just quickly turn to stone, and he's mid-sentence, talking to you, standing up at the bar, and turn to stone. The um, other bartender is still stone? The other bartender is still stone. As you recall, earlier in the evening, he had said, in the morning... Well, there goes our breakfast. People wake Wait, up. Wait, yes. In the morning, people wake up. At the evening, people turn to stone? In mm-hmm. the evening, some people turn to stone. In the morning, some people come back from stone. Well. Looks like it's up to us. And I kind of, like, spin my staff, and I'm like, ah. Want to fight a gargoyle? All right. Is there, like, a closet we could move these to? How heavy are they? Could we move them to somewhere that's more defensible? They are as heavy as one would expect in pure stone for a human size, so probably upwards of 250, 300 pounds. Uh, I benched that on the rig. So so Ari's over there just, like, tucking one under each arm and lifting and tucking them back in the corner. I do mage hand to help. There, there, 10 pounds of it. <laughs> there is space in the kitchen if you wish to put them there. There seems to be no door out the back or anything from this kitchen. Okay. Ooh. I mean, it's a fire hazard, but okay. <laughs> I mean, who's who's looking at these 
who's inspecting the fire hazards here. You know what? I guess if also you're going to turn to stone, you might like, be safe. You're fine. You might be safe. You might be fine. You get turned to stone making dinner. You wake up the next week or month or whatever, and everything's burned down around you. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. I'm just drinking ale watching them. You're just drinking ale watching. Now, at this point, uh, you are prepared to walk out into the rainy streets to do battle. And this is where we're actually going to take a break as oh! there are gargoyles roaming town. And as you look through the front windows, you do notice a few stone figures of people covering their head as if they're running between buildings trying to get somewhere safe. So not all as well as there's some uncovered figures out in the night with these creatures lurking. Now, before we go, this is your chance. Everyone who is here and has not yet, type exclamation E-N-T-E-R. Hit the enter key after that. You'll be entered. Enter, enter, enter. Roger, roger. Uh, you'll be entered in to win a set of blacksmith craft dice. These oh. will be given away at the end of our break, so in about 10 minutes. Um, the entries will stay open until end of break, and at which point I will close break and announce our winner and reach out to them. These are very pretty metal dice. You can take a look at them by clicking the link below and see the full store worth of them. But there it is, beautiful burnished bronze. So invite your friends and family to join in for the second half of the stream. Have them type in exclamation enter, and we will see you in about 10 minutes. Da da da! Where's my button? There it is. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> are here it is now the time they were back to dungeons and dragons we'll do no we're gonna do our giveaway i know you're all here waiting giveaway giveaway for time. this very moment we have a handful of entrants here i am closing the giveaway right now so you should all see a message in just a second that says you can no longer enter how sad but that means when I push this button, we have no idea who it's going to be. Dice, Random dice, draw dice. of dice for... Farash! Wow! Farash, you won! Woo, woo, woo. You won something! Farash, wow. you are the winner. You get... Yeah, Mr. I never win. No. <laughs> you I'm get... with the whim. A nice set of metal dice. Uh, do reach out to us on Twitch here. 
add our handle. Uh, you can side chat and get some of the details. Uh, if you'd rather, you can put your email in there. We can email, take it completely off Twitch to get your address, and we'll get that shipped out to you this week. Uh, congrats on the win. Now, if, if you feel like you want to win a set of these dice, stay tuned to our social and to our chats and to our shows. Uh, we have a handful more from our sponsor that we'll be giving out over the course of the season. Uh, we'll be doing that on sort of like the Instagram follow, like, comment type mentality. We'll be doing some more on our shows. Uh, we'll be making sure that you can feel the love as well and enjoy a nice, not so shiny, but burnished bronze uh, metal dice. And you may see some other giveaways from our other sponsors as well. Uh, so with that, do take a look at our sponsors. Uh, they are floating through our chat once in a while. Uh, there's some little exclamation point commands that you can run in order to see the sponsors and you can see what they offer and prepare your Christmas gifts already because that's where 2020 is at this point. Mm -hmm. We're approaching Christmas gift season. Uh, so if you need to buy yourself some nice metal dice to put under the tree, go for it. Mm -hmm. Now, back to Gargoyles, the TV show. I mean, sorry, uh, Here Be Dragons uh, with Gargoyles. Now, if you're just joining in, our, our party has found themselves in a little bit of a pickle. They're in an inn mm -hmm. with the only people in the inn now turned to stone because of a curse on this town. Uh, but before, before that happened, there was a warning that there's gargoyles that come out every so often to gnaw on the stone flesh of those inhabitants turned to you stone. Know, no big deal. No, but big they're deal. not weeping angels. No, they're, so not, they're not weeping first. angels, but they're they're creepy stone demon things. So with that, uh, I believe you're all prepared to go fight. Uh, am I correct, or are you just gonna chill in the yeah. inn and hope? Oh yeah. Okay. Garth set. Garth is. We're gonna set. stay inside and not fight. Said no D and D party ever. Said no D and D party ever. I mean, it's the D and D party that has played for seventeen years, and they're all level two, but uh, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. And they they got that level because they actually just had a really good argument with an innkeeper once. Mm -hmm. It was oh, it was actually probably the couple that you just saw that rushed out of the inn. <laughs> I was gonna say with it's a good thing daggers. that we scared them off. Yes, yeah. this is about to get horrifying. It is downpouring out in the street, and you do see a couple stone figures of a few people who have been turned as they were traveling between buildings just minutes ago. Uh, in, in a doorway across the street, a young girl screams out, Mommy! Mommy! And you see a woman frozen in stone in the street. Uh, a man pulls the woman in. Mommy will be safe! Mommy will be safe! The, the guard will get her! And... Shuts the door. That's the problem, dude. I'm sure. I he knows. I Garth runs over to that woman and just starts like looking around, looking up for gargoyles, like looking on the peaks of the roof, things like that. You don't see any immediate motion, but other than the rain, it's fairly quiet. Uh, after a moment's time, you do hear a bit of a clatter of stone on a rooftop uh, a few doors down. 
As you look, you don't happen to see what caused the commotion, but you do hear more clatters across a few rooftops. Uh, a bit of roofing comes sliding down and drops into the mud only feet away from you all. It seems that the gargoyles are on the hunt. Hmm. I have an idea. Where's the next closest stone person that's not a gargoyle? The next closest stone person is about 50 feet away. Uh, they're up um, just a slight hill as you head through the rest of the city, uh, opposite of the, the way you had entered. Uh, that direction seems to have a few more homes in it, and it looks like a man who is carrying home a bag of groceries um, or something in his, his burlap sack. Okay. Hmm. I'm just looking over a couple things, preparing. Now, um, I'll, I'll rush over to guard that guy. All right. So Ari rushes over to guard that guy. Valari grabs her crossbow and gets prepared. Again, still fairly quiet. But a, a couple moments later, you hear... Can I, can I actually yeah. roll a history check on what Garth would know about gargoyles and how best to fight them? Sure. Hold on. Wait, did I put my... What did that? There you are. Too many dice. Too, Too many, many dice. dice. No such no. thing. Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen. Uh, you recall that um, gargoyles are a tricky sort. They're very tough to kill, uh, but you do remember that they are immune to poison. Poison does nothing to them. Okay, so I think if that's all I remember, I'll just kind of call it to Valari. Valari, if you ever use chromatic orb on these, don't make it poison. They're immune to it. Okay. I don't know if that's right. You do also remember, too, that there is a special metal that when a weapon is made of it, uh, it does full damage. Uh, but you can't quite recall the metal. It starts as an A, and you're thinking back through what that is. Adamantium! I mean, but, but, actu but, but actually. But actually. Yeah. But actually. But, but actually. Adamantite, to be precise. Oh, there's a Wolverine nearby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what you recall. You don't remember if there's a special weakness or any sort. Uh, and as you're thinking back and looking around the rooftops, you hear a flutter of wings that aren't stone. They're a bit more natural. Uh, and even so, you look around and you see through the darkness a human-sized figure with wings coming out of their back, flying through, and they twirl through town and zoom to the front of town. Uh, where you see them drop down and cast a magical uh, aura around a stone figure and lift them up and hover, and they start running towards a home nearby. And the large door opens up on the home. You see people waving in, and this winged figure magically places uh, the stone human in the home, and the door shuts up quickly, 
and the wing figure flies up in the sky and starts circling around. Uh, and you see them looking for others out in the field and running them back into town. And as he's on the third uh, stone-converted human that he's bringing back into town, you hear the roofs start clattering a bit more as it seems the gargoyles are coming in uh, potentially on either side of the road at you all. And at this um... Ari, perhaps if we have a bit of time before they get here, we could uh, try and run this woman into the house. On it! So I would have to dash back, and I attempt a similar bench press. Right. Not bench press, grab. Uh, so nope, you, she wants to bench press it. You, you, <laughs> dash, it. you dash back, and you drop to your back to bench press? No. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you get your armor on this woman. I need you to make a strength check at disadvantage because you're standing in mud. Well, wouldn't you know it? It was the same both times. Hmm. Uh, that would be 16. 16. You're able to lift uh, the figure and pick her up a bit, but it's quite challenging as the rain is coming down and your feet aren't keeping very steady. But as you do lift up and you hear the, the mud kind of suck against the, the feet uh, and you almost topple backwards, uh, a few of the shingles on the roof over the inn fall down as a gargoyle comes sliding off the side to attack and jumps off of the edge of the roof. And at this point, I need all of you to make a roll for initiative. Yeah, baby! Strong showing on initiative tonight. Nice. All right, Ari. 16. 16, Garth. 18. 18. Ooh, you and Penguin Witch Doctor. 12. 12. Running this digitally, somehow I almost gave Garth 118 for initiative, which is incredible. Uh, I, I would like the dice that you're rolling with if you have 118 initiative. Um, I mean, I do actually have that. Didn't you hear the hundred part? <laughs> mm, we're doomed. Um, perfect. Now, like no, we're days. not. <laughs> now, a lot of you are around this stone figure, uh, and off of the roof of the inn jumps a gargoyle, and it's leapt into midair, and Garth, being quick action gets to go first as he sees the gargoyle leaping into attack. Um, about where is the gargoyle in its descent? In its descent, um, you had noticed as the, the shingles had fallen off the roof and had seen it as it's making its leap off. So if we like pause time to go into battle mode, it's just basically got its, its back foot off of the the rooftop it's about it's jumping down at you it's about 10 10 feet off the ground um because it, is it one story or two it's a two story uh your room oh, is okay. upstairs so it's about 22 24 feet off the ground okay uh that will probably as i'm i'm just saying yeah okay that's what i thought so not that spell hmm 
I think um he doesn't know how how much it'll help, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go big guns. I'm gonna pull out uh, uh, Garth's staff, and his eyes begin to glow a reddish color. Okay. As up from the ground, large chunks of stone arise and start swirling around him, and they just catch on fire as I cast Melf's Minute Meteors. Um, so that is an action to cast, but it is a bonus action to send two of them at the gargoyle. All right. So I'm going to send two of them. <laughs> Each of them does 2d6 fire damage, but I believe, wait, is it a save? It is a dexterity save. Dexterity save. Mid-air. Mid-air. Uh, with that dexterity save, it is a flat 10. All right, so that's going to be a fail. Um, and I feel like it would have to make a dexterity save for each one. It misses the first, and it's a flat 8 for the second one. All right, so you will take the full... 4d6 fire damage. That's just a beautiful noise right there. Um, which is coming in at 11. 11 points of damage as this gargoyle leaps off of the building and gets smashed in the face with these large chunks of rock. Mm-hmm. Now, it comes landing down right in front of you, Garth, and sees your glowing red eyes and the meteors had come from you and reaches out to slash at you, one with each claw. Shield! Shield. Uh, the first claw is a 10, but that gets shielded. Uh, Forgive me, I do not recall if shield works for your turn or for an attack. Uh, so I guess it's if I'm hit by an attack, I get to add plus five. Okay. So the first one came out with a ten. So I guess, hit. yeah, that wouldn't have hit. So I guess I won't really cast it the until second, I get The second one comes out with a fourteen. Um, oh, that wouldn't hit either. So I guess I wouldn't need to cast it. All right, there you go. By, so, by but you were of, ready. But I was ready. All right, so you just had your finger up waiting for it, and it slices over your head twice and misses. Ari, you have your arms wrapped around the stone figure of the woman. Uh, do you set her down or try to rush her into the home? I'm going to keep trying to rush her in. All right. It is a 20-foot distance on mildly difficult terrain. I will let you have three-quarters of your move, so three-quarters of 30 is going to give you... What, about 22, 24 for your, your yeah, total movement? Yeah, So you'll be able to get her right in the door frame, and okay. you'll be standing at the house if you wish to do that. I will do that. As you drop the woman off uh, into the doorway, uh, you can see the husband is holding back tears and nods his head in thanks, and the little girl is crying and cheering all at the same time, and he slides the the woman in, and you hear the large door shut tight, and a couple locks go across, um, and you hear a celebration inside. 
Now, it is Astro's <laughs> turn, uh, and he's looking around, and he looks up on top of the home that uh, Ari had just placed the woman into, and he lets out a bark and kind of glows a bit, but doesn't teleport, and he is barking at something on the roof. And just as that happens, it is that gargoyle's turn, who comes sliding down the roof and jumps off over uh, Ari's head as he doesn't see her there, and drops down in front of Valari and Astro, and he swings at Valari for a 10 on his first swing and an 18 on his second swing. Uh, you have that plus five, right? Yeah. Neither of them hit? No. Neither of them hit because of that wonderful plus five nice. for one round of combat AC. Go so he slices twice and does no damage. Valari, it is your turn. Having been protected by the gods Ooh. briefly, uh, what is it that you do? Well, I have my... I already said I had my crossbow in my mm-hmm. hand. But I want to... So, question, clarification. Mm-hmm. Would a shadow blade sword mm-hmm. count as a weapon? A shadow blade sword count as a weapon, yes. Perfect. Um, so I'm... <laughs> what is she planning? I'm excited. Um, so I'm gonna cast shadow blade at third level. Okay. <laughs> Behold the scared DM. And we're outside, right? You're outside and, and it's, it's dark. night. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool, cool. So I have advantage with that. Uh-huh. So I'm going to how far away is it? It's right in front of you. It tried slashing you. Cool, cool. So I'm gonna slash it back. Oh no. Okay. So let me roll this at advantage. Here. A six and a sixteen plus seven would make it a twenty-three. A twenty-three to hit. Yeah. Yeah, that, that hits. Perfect. Plus one extra d eight, so I'm gonna do three a d eight damage. Hang on. Okay. We've got an eight and a one and a three, so that's twelve. Twelve base. Do you add anything to it? Uh, or is it just twelve damage there? It's just three d8s. Three. The one of them oh, is right. my bonus. Right. Yeah. So twelve points of damage. Now. 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 Because I have now. the crossbow expert feet. Oh yeah, you can you can use that. Mm-hmm. I'm bonus within action. five feet, uh-huh. and I don't have disadvantage with being so close because of that feat. Oh man! Okay. And I attacked with a one-handed weapon, <laughs> so I get to attack with a bonus action with uh-huh. my crossbow. Okay. Yep. That I'm uh-huh. holding, which I am. Looks like she used the rules against you, Jared. This play brought to you by the Player's Handbook and the Dungeon Master's Guide, found on Amazon and other retailers. But that was an 11. 
11 to hit. 11 to hit? Yeah. No, no bonuses on that? No. Okay, uh, that does not hit. Right. All right, so you've slashed at this thing and the bolt that you fire off actually just ricochets off of its shoulder. Um, yeah. Fire away, fire away. Garth, it is back to your turn. There is, there's a gargoyle right in front of you, Garth, and you're almost back to back with Valari right now. Um, well, bonus action, gonna send another two meteorites at it. All right. Because, why not? Um, why so, not? I didn't do those. I never rolled my portent numbers for the day. Uh-oh. Here we go. Here's it's been portents. so long. Okay. Okay. All right. For those that don't know, I am a divination wizard who gets to know two rolls of the dice each day. And uh, I totally forgotten about that part of my character. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, let's just say the first save is a seven. Let's just say that. All right, first save is a seven. Ouch. So you'll take that hit. Yep, I'll um, take that hit. And then you can use the next save for whatever you want. Yay. As you roll, or maybe whatever the dice as you roll, yeah. says, yeah. It's a two. I'll hit you then, too, then. Yeah. I, I would yeah. have liked your other portent number, whatever it was. It probably was better than a two. Yeah, yeah but I'll hold on to it. So you'll take... Oh, you're going to take 18 nice. points of damage. Kaboom. Two more and meteors oh. smash into yeah. this thing, causing 18 points of damage. Also, what? Also, that was just my bonus action. That was just your bonus action. All right. So, you know what? We just, we don't really have time to mess around. A a chunk of, of this uh, wonderful roof has just, oh no. Oh, wow. Okay. No, Catapult is, uh, totally forgot about that. Cat- so we uh, broke the game earlier. Sorry, it's been too long since I played this guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> Catapult is not a ranged spell attack. What? It is a deck save. Oh. Right? Um, I forgot none is, of my spells is. have ranged spell attacks. All, mm. all good. Uh, we played it, and oh. it was fun. It was fun. So I'm going to use the one that does have a ranged spell attack, and that's called Firebolt. Okay. And you know what? Let's just make it a natural 20. Thank you, uh, Twitch gods and goddesses doing battle for who's supreme. Uh, Nathan's got a bunch of these nat 20s sitting around. Yeah. I believe Valari might still have one, too. So that's a base damage on this cantrip of 20. Base damage on a cantrip of 20. Okay. Okay. We're only going to add another 5. So 25, though. Only. On a cantrip. Pretty darn good. That ain't bad. Pretty darn good. Uh, so this gargoyle in front of you, as you've smashed it now quite a few times with Melf's Minute Meteors and now Firebolt, uh, you see a bunch of cracks throughout its body and flame just kind of catches in some of those. Uh, it is far past what one would consider this to be bleeding, but uh, smashed up, I guess, is what you'd say here. Uh 
it is this gargoyle's turn to seek revenge, so it claws out and then tries to bite you. You who? Garth. Garth. Oh, I thought you we were who? talking about you the chocolate who? beverage. You got him. He just said you, I was, you. Like, I heard and you I was who. like, who is you? Uh, no, sorry. Uh, the first with the claw is an eight to hit, and then the second with the bite is a 22 to hit. Oh, man. All right, you're going to bite me. And with that bite, it does eight <laughs> points of damage. Ouch. Of piercing damage. <laughs> so it lashes out and bites into your shoulder or upper arm. Uh, and gets a nice little chomp in there. Ari. Yeah, that's, that's an ouch. That is a little yeah. bit of an ouch. Ari, you turn around after delivering this uh, stone woman safely to her home, and you see there's a gargoyle that is in front of Valari, and one that is biting onto Garth's mm-hmm. arm. Are they both about the same distance away from me? Uh, the gargoyle that's in front of Valari is about 15 feet out. Uh, the other gargoyle is about 25 feet out and kind of behind um, Valari and and her gargoyle friend. Okay. Um, then I'm going to... If he's getting chomped on, I have a belt on me, and I'm going to turn the dial mm-hmm. on my belt. Okay. And just see, you know, what that does later. Um, and I would like to... I don't have a weapon in my hand because I've been carrying the statue. Um... Can I grab my great axe and then take a fire with magic missile? I mean... Interact with the object and then... It is to pull out and you're not actually doing a swing, so I'll just, I'll let that work because you're not really attacking, you're just allowing it to do its thing. I'm just thinking. Yeah, all right, all right. Um, as you twist Thank the you dial so on your belt, uh, the corresponding belt begins to vibrate. Um, reaction to activate it? Sure. Reaction to activate it. Uh, in that moment, as you react and activate, uh, the pain is still there, but lessened as the gargoyle teeth are no longer sunk into your arm. You're standing on the, the porch of this home, facing the battle, and... Ari is now in your place. Gargoyle latched onto her arm. You, Ari, you will take four points of damage as you teleport into, essentially, uh, damage. So you get four points halved there um, of piercing damage. And you have your great axe out and are ready to fire as this is all happening on your turn. Who are you firing at? The one biting mine now, now biting my arm. The one now biting your arm. All right. You get to roll three magic missile hits. Uh, whoa That'll be ten. Ten. Plus two. Eleven, twelve, thirteen. Thirteen points of damage. As each magic missile comes out and sinks into this gargoyle, it almost gets consumed by the, the rock of the gargoyle, and then it busts into hundreds of, of small pebbles that shoot up into the sky and rain down with the rain. And at this point, the rain is so heavy, you can't quite tell if it's stone or water hitting you. Um, 
but you know that uh, this one won't be coming back. Astro is standing next to uh, Valari and was barking at the one that had jumped down in front of her. So he jumps up and tries to latch on to an arm to pull it back out of the way that's swinging at Valari. And he nat 20s. <laughs> He's hey, the, good job, Jared. He's the, the goodest boy, Astro is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, my, my helper puppy does um, a base of seven damage plus four more. So he does 11 points of damage grabbing onto the arm of this gargoyle. I like when I get to roll that 20. <laughs> Until I actually get full control of him, then he's not yours anymore. Then he's not yours anymore. Uh, the gargoyle that uh, has been bitten at is still swiping at Valari and is now at disadvantage as one arm is back. And 11, 14 to hit. At me? At you, Valari. 14 to hit. Um, so here's the thing. I don't always make the clearest notes. So my armor class is 14 and it says plus two for my armband. So I don't know if that means 16. I don't know if the 14 includes... It means 16. You were at okay. 14 earlier. He knows my notes better yep. than I do. And the second is 15. Okay, so he swats at you twice and doesn't get anything. If you guys want to see some fun and you become the hype boss, you can give me a nat 20. <laughs> that was my favorite voice you've done. Valari, <laughs> <laughs> it's your normal turn. sad voice. My normal sad voice. Valari, it's your turn. <laughs> That's my favorite voice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, my shadow blade is still good. Your shadow blade is still and good. And the gargoyle is still in front of me. And the gargoyle is still in front of you. So I'm gonna swing that level three shadow blade. Swing that level three shadow blade. Go. Swing bada 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 bada. That's leaning. Reroll it. Ha. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even need to see that, that one. Because that's no. a 25 to hit. It's not an at 20, but it's a 25 to hit. So it does hit. Please roll your damage. Well. Let's... I love the moment. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what happens. Six. 16 points of damage. Yes, sir. All right. Anything else that you do? Yeah, how does he look, though? He's all nice and cracky as well. Don't. Cool. So I'm gonna just fire another bolt into this guy. You're gonna fire another bolt because that thing ignores loading quality as well with that feat. Oh, no. I'm not gonna. How much is it total? It's a three plus a five, so it's an eight. Eight. Nope, that one does ricochet off of him as well. I know. Uh, and as you're having this fighting, the ground tremors, and <laughs> between the group of you and the man carrying his groceries home, a giant four-armed gargoyle drops in and stares you down and raises up two of his fists and makes claws of the other two 
and lets out an inhuman screeching roar, which I will not attempt to emulate. Is his name 2020? What? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. They get it. Okay. Uh, Garth, it is your turn. I'll explain it to you later. Garth? Because there, there's no, like, giant chasms nearby, right? No. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Um, the one that Garth had been fighting is now gone. Gone. Disintegrated. Yep. So he's going to use his bonus action to fire the last two meteors at this new biggin. Okay. Who will have to make a deck save. Yep. Two deck he's, saves. He's about 40-ish feet out from you. Uh, uh, two deck saves. All right. Um, yeah, that's a flat 10 and a flat 12. Both missed, so let me roll my 46. That sounds like more than four. Oh, God. So that's 19 points of damage. Right okay. there. Okay. And then, now that I have all of those, all of those beautiful meteors are now gone, um, Garth's gonna say, I've got this one! And he's going to... Um, you're going to kind of see him, like, crack his neck. And then all of a sudden, like, mm. his arms start bulging as he steps out from underneath the awning of this house and transforms into a giant ape. All right. And, and he's going to... He's going to, like, step up towards this big guy and just go roaring right back at him because I think I think he might be a little bit taller than him now too uh yeah you're about the same size uh this one is considered large okay so yeah nice uh you did cool. just ruin your nicely tailored outfit though my outfit polymorphs with me. Oh, Everything okay. polymorphs into me. So my <laughs> outfit's totally fine. I think totally the fine. important question we all need to know is the color of the ape. <laughs> the color of the ape? Yeah. Uh, it actually kind of matches the bluishness of his um, wizard's robes. So not grape ape. Not grape ape. No. No, but it's uh, if you're playing, essentially, if you're playing Smash Brothers and you're on the blue team as Donkey Kong. There you go. Uh, Ari, it is your turn. Yeah, he said he got it. So um, I'm going to fire another magic missile at the one, the other gargoyle. So you'll you'll turn and you'll be shoulder to shoulder mm -hmm. with Falari at this point. Exactly. Fire your magic missiles. Well, that one wasn't. Oh, OK. 11. Perfect. 10 more than you needed. And that was one action for my second. I'll swing. You can swing, but as you as you had fired those magic missile, that was 10 more than you needed. Um, oh. <laughs> so you can swing okay. into you can swing into the explosion that happens <laughs> as you again sink magic missiles into this one and it pops in front of uh, you and Valari. Um Astro turns and faces the new beast and kind of backs up against Valari's feet just a little bit as this thing is much larger and a bit scarier. And he 
looks up to her. Oh, he's fought a dragon. But the dragon wasn't stone. But Valari, it was also he's a silly steals. young pup then. Valari, you, you may uh, show him what to do. Um, remind me how long a round of battle is. Uh, a single round is six seconds. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm gonna throw my shadow blade. Alright. Because I'm badger and I'm like, what, ten? You're about, uh, 18, 20 feet away. Okay. He's dropped into the road between you and the thing that was 50 feet out. Cool. So I'm gonna throw it. Throw the shadow blade! Is a twenty-two. That hits. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Seventeen points of damage. As you throw the shadow blade, it flies swiftly through the air and lodges into about the, the lower midsection of this creature, and a 17 points of damage. Does it still count? Oh, it is a one-handed weapon. Perfect. So, yeah, I am going to fire my crossbow. Fire your crossbow. You can't recall your shadow blade for your bonus action, if that's what you're expecting. I don't have to use a bonus action to recall it. It comes back. What? Wait. It... <laughs> what? <laughs> What? DM is checking rules frantically. Hold up. Hold up. You're doing too many things here. You broke the game in too many ways. Not standing for it. I mean, it's probably true. This game favors the players. Let me get the right book and I'll tell you. Sorry, the definitions I'm given are so much shorter. You can use a bonus action to cause a sword to reappear in your hand if it's dropped or thrown. Yay, Barakis. Bonus action, BA. Oh. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. It's the second paragraph in that, if it's laid out the same. Um, yeah, now I see it. Okay. Because it dissipates, and then I have to yep. recall it. So you can choose to do more damage now and try and fire, and pick the thing up in your bonus action next turn, and then throw it again. No, you or... know what? I'm just gonna do something different then. I am going to use. Sorry, I'm. Is it using... a bonus action? I'm going to use. <laughs> my. <laughs> Hang on, I gotta. I need to read these character doing. sheets super in depth again, because there's mm-hmm. things that I'm not sure <laughs> that I'm aware of that I need to stop. There's one. Stop them. Yes, because I have meta magic, which I can quicken. Yep. Yep. Okay, you can quicken. Yep, by using some <laughs> meta magic. Uh huh. What are you quickening? Now that he hears it. Yeah. I, I know quicken what you're doing. my spell to a bonus action. And then I can use a cantrip called Firebolt. Okay. And, and you have, have you used your nat twenty yet? No, I was mm-hmm. thinking I'm. I'm debating. If you look at the time in the big guy, this is probably a good chance. <laughs> what time is it? That was a good hint. Okay. 
Okay. There's if I one have other spell to. I like to save my nat I mean, 20s you could, for. You could save it, but who knows? We get it back around because I'm a giant ape right now. Fine, peer pressure, I'll use that. Peer pressure. Who knows, you might do the most so, amount of damage here. 180, whatever. So, um, it does a base of 20. Yep. And then I roll 2d10s. Wow. Man. That's impressive. Which is another 10, so that's... 30, 30 points. points of damage. You just which did, makes you just did losing the shadow blood not too small. You just did 47 in your turn. Like, not too sad. Not hitting with criticals. And I used... <laughs> Jared's like, man, I thought I brought three really big beasties. <laughs> I and forget. then everyone gave my players nat seven. 20s. Yeah, nat 20s for days and uh, level 7. Man. Alright. Well, is that it? Is that it? Uh-oh. I, I think I can only create one bonus action. Yeah, I would can. make bonus yeah. actions all day long. <laughs> and this fight would be nothing. That That's the bonus for the DM. Alright. Mm -hmm. Uh... This gargoyle that now looks, um, bloodied, uh, or crackied, whatever you want to call it, um, he started to show that he's being pretty well hurt, um, roars and charges the giant ape who has challenged him, and as he charges, he claws out with two hands, or two of his claws, the first one is swinging for an 18, and the second, against the against the giant ape. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is swinging for a 27. Yeah, both of those is going to hit, because my armor class is a 12 now. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, both of those do hit. So for the first swing, you take 12 points of damage. Okay. And for the second swing, you take 7 points of damage. Okay. You I, did. I mean, you took me down. And now you, you took you took me all the way down to one hundred and thirty-eight points. Only. Now he's standing face to face with you. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, perfect. Uh, back to the top of the turn order. The giant ape who is face to face with the big gargoyle. So. I said I was going to handle it. <laughs> I said I was going to handle it. I just so want to use. I'm going to use that yeah. other final nat twenty. All right. My first hit, because as a giant ape, I get multi-attack, so I get two fist strikes. So the first the first hit, first hit is going to be 3d10 plus 6. So that's a base of 36. Okay. And then now you roll on top of that. 3 minus 10. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jared, having DM'd for my first time, I actually feel for you now. Aww. That's another 19 on top mm -hmm. of 36. So uh, 55, 55 points of damage yep. so far. And then I'm going to swing again. Do you need to? <laughs> and I'm going to use my 15 that I roll, my portent 15. Mm -hmm. So that'll be plus 
nine. So that's 24 to hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bless you. And then let me just roll those 3d10 again. That's going to be another 24 points of damage. 24 points plus your 55, totaling out to 79. Um, awesome. You know that moment in Super Smash Brothers where Donkey Kong kind of like swings his arm and powers up and then just goes, whoa. We've been playing lots of, uh... We've been playing a lot of that <laughs> Super lately. Super Smash Brothers. Lots of Smash stuff. Brothers. Uh, now, as Donkey Kong does that, what normally doesn't happen is his knuckles get bloody. You smash this thing twice, but uh, you realize that it is stone, so your knuckles bloody up a little bit. No damage to you, but just so you're aware of in the rain, uh, how, it, how it is. The flavor, the pain, the damage here. Uh, thank you for the resubs and the follows coming in. Uh, keep it going. There may still be one more Nat 20 to be had in the next little bit. Um, possible. It's possible at this rate. It is Ari's turn. And there is the giant ape engaged in combat with a giant. There's still a thing. It's still wow. a thing. Wow. Okay. It's still there. Wow. It's alive. Uh, it's it's nice and crackled right now, but... Uh, how far away is it? It is, from you, about 20 feet. Okay. I'll run up and join the fun. You could use a charge then, right? Yeah, I can. Remembering <laughs> things. Yeah. I'm gonna charge, and I'm uh. Oh, if you take the dash action. Yeah, I'll take the dash action. Then I get my bonus. It's a bonus attack instead of my two. Um. Okay. All right. Swinging. Uh, did you invoke anything with your charge? For I, I believe it has what a knockback or a knockdown, correct? Yeah. I was going for a plus five damage. Okay, cool. But I don't know that this one's going to hit. It's a uh, 14. 14 total? Mm-hmm. It does not hit. Okay. But I'm there. So you rush up and you swing and it does not hit. Okay. Uh, Astro gets the picture here and he charges forward and teleports and lands right on the, the shoulder of this gargoyle and tries to bite at the horns coming off of its head and he does hit and lands three points of damage on the gargoyle Aww. Valari it's back to you this thing is still up and I don't have my shadow blade which you can recall to... for a bonus action I can recall it, or I'd have to recast it. You can recall it. It's still around. You you haven't lost it. Uh, you can recall it until it's gone away. And that stays around for, what, a minute? Save the spell slot. So I should just do that. Plus it has advantage. Yeah? Yeah, I'll just recall it for the... I'll go ahead and use the bonus action and recall it. And then... Throw it again? Well, yeah. There you go. Oh, no. Just gonna yeah. recall it and hold it. Yeah, yeah. Twirl it in the air. Yeah. Thirteen? Thirteen? Does Wait. not. What? It's a fifteen. Fifteen? Does Sorry, not hit. No. I added the wrong number. As you throw it, it bounces off and drops to the ground between... And I get mad. 
You get mad and annoyed. All right. Pocket watch. Okay, All right. so you dropped the ball. My wild magic should have searched a while. It should have. I'm sorry, I, I don't always keep all of these things at the top of my mind. I was like, Gosh, Jared, why aren't you tracking you? her character call, more? Call it out. If your character, if you believe your character would surge, do I it. don't like doing it. I know. All right, we have a wild magic table I've got to pull up. It's been a while since I've seen this one. Unicorn, unicorn, unicorn. Uh, your darker one is your tens. Okay. space and your lighter one is your one space okay so 63 all right wild magic table we have a modified wild magic table and modified rules i believe we've shared it in the past but if not you can hop on our discord and ask and we will definitely share that again um 63 yeah he's happy for the next minute, you, you must shout when you speak. <laughs> so now yes. Valari is angry and she must shout even if it's the nicest thing ever. Um, Valari, yeah. you, you feel this well up inside of you and you just feel it as anger. And you've experienced this one in the past and you just let it slide. Penguin Witch Doctor was pulling for the feather beard. The feather so. beard is a good oh, one. I hate the feather beard. Uh... It is the gargoyle's turn, and it swings again at the ape in front of it with an eight for the first one and a nat 20 for the second one. Oh, all right. So you got me with that 20. The first one totally misses, and the second one is a... 12 base with seven more, so 19 points of damage as it claws uh, with full ferocity and does a minor mm. scrape, I guess, on the amount of health your giant ape has. <laughs> yep. Giant ape, what is it you do? Well, actually, it's interesting that you say that. Now, what is this um what is this guy made of? Stone? What's another word for stone? Rock. Okay. So can I throw him? Pebble. Pebble. Because Pebble. <laughs> because because according according to this, I can chuck a rock and do 76 plus 6. So could I just pick him up and throw him at the ground? You'd have to probably do a strength check, right? Yeah, I would do a strength check, but I, I think that's this, a pretty big number. He's probably more <laughs> like a boulder. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I am technically, so you said that guy's a large creature. I'm a huge creature. So it is still smaller than me. Yep, do a strength check, and because of the size difference, it's a lower bar than one would expect. Okay, come on. Come on, I used up all my... All yeah, my too points. bad you used up all your nets, You have to use this. All three of them. Come on. Ah! Okay, that won't work. He just hugs him. What, uh, what is even with my strength being a plus six, I rolled a three. The dice have said oh. it's not a four. 
the story. <laughs> it, it was a 12 for that because of your size difference. I was like, you've got oh. this. You've got this because I know you had a pretty he big He was plus. so nervous. Um, so you, you reach out and you kind of just grapple the thing a bit and you're stuck in a, a giant creature battle at the moment. Um, cool. Ari? I guess so I don't hit the giant ape, I'll like sweep the knees, sweep, sweep the, the legs. Knees. All right. Okay, so that's a 13 for the first hit. Okay. Which doesn't. Come on. Okay, there we go. Uh, it's a 17 on the die, plus seven. All right. So. Hit? Okay. Oh, yeah. It hits. Oh, good. Nine. Nine points of damage. Nine slashing damage. Nine yeah. slashing damage. So you slash at the knee and... Uh, as you hit the knee, sparks fly as you have metal on stone. Uh, Astro is still on the back of this thing and bites again at the horns and misses. We're back down to Valari. I'm just going to stick with my blade because I don't have to burn another spell slot. All right. You recall the blade and you throw it again. What are you going to do? Wait, sorry, I didn't catch that. Not anything, apparently. Mm. I was waiting for the yell. How how big was your biggest? It was an eight. It was a, it was literally the same thing I rolled last time. So the it would have been a fifteen. <laughs> your anger is that grows even so? further. Please roll. Mm-hmm. Oh. You reminded him. Now he's gonna do it. I'm gonna I do it. You're, it's it's to gonna be made up for. Earlier. It's gonna be made up for. Roll them D100. Like, mad that he forgot. Percentiles. Yeah. Unicorn. Got the 10? No, the 0 is the 0. Zero, 0, yep. So 4? Four. 4. 4%. Well. Uh, yeah. You feel. Uh, a steadiness that you believe your attacks or usage of anything against someone that requires a saving throw will hit. You, you'll be guaranteed. Wow. Wait, my attack will be guaranteed if it, like they'll fail the saving throw? Yeah, you believe you'll get past a, a save huh. for the next little while. That's nice. Except I don't ever throw anything that has saving throw. The gargoyle swings like, out. At least you don't have a feather beard. The gargoyle swings out again, and it is a 11 and a 14 to hit. So I believe one uh, hits. The 14 will hit. All right. With its second swing again, must be a southpaw. It hits for eight points of damage. All right. Hey, you're chipping away. I'm down chipping to 121 away. with this monkey form. We'll get there, and it is now your turn. Uh, I think... I think. Are you going to attempt I, another I, throw? <laughs> I mean, I really want to, but... Trying it. trying it once just seems like... it. it you know, I, I was mean, like... It's, it's raining. It's raining. Your monkey paws slipped. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to smack him again. All Two right. times, hopefully. Two times. Here we go. Uh, one will hit for a 
25, Hits. but the only the other one's only a 14. All right, that one misses. So only one of those hits. I gotta start printing off my giant monkey sheet. Um, 3d10. Is that a giant sheet of monkeys? Mm-hmm. 19 points of bludgeoning damage. All right. You come with an uppercut, and you smash into the jaw of this thing with a hit that you believed would have finished it off, but it's still standing. I'm still standing. And it's Ari's turn. Two. Two strikes, two strikes. Wow, this is, again, what I rolled last time. One is going to be a 14, which doesn't hit. The other is, again, a 24, which will be... Nine, ten, nine. 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. All right. Again, you slash out and you see sparks fly uh, from the knees. And, and. And. Is he down? Do I think he's down? Because if yet, he's not, no. I'm going to action surge and I'm going to try one more time. Not yet. No, you you see that his knee is weakened and starts to wow. crumble. Well, that's not going to help. <laughs> Uh, that's a 14. That does not hit. You swing again yeah. in hopes to take him out. Uh, Astro is being super upset on top of the gargoyle and biting out again, but he slips down the gargoyle's back a little bit and misses his bite. Uh, we're down to Valari again. Valari? Down to... Finish him! You find the spell that does a uh, saving throw? Oh, thank goodness. A soft 20. A soft 20. So you've recalled that shadow blade again, and you just throw it with fury. Watch me get three total. What? That one keeps rolling so low. Um, that is a 14. I'll ban you from that set then. What? <laughs> uh, so 14 total. As you throw this shadow blade, uh, where do you aim? Where do I aim? Yeah. Well, I mean, probably in front of me, because it would be the easiest. No, where do you aim on the creature? So, however tall he or is, I probably aim straight... Straight at him. All right, That's so you're, what just, I'm you're just hucking it at the creature. You're not trying to go for, like, an arm or a leg or a face or anything. No. All right. As you, as you throw the blade, it twirls through the air, and it catches uh, just a great speed and goes right into the neck and as it goes into the neck it sinks in like butter uh, and the gargoyle starts glowing from all of the cracks and crevices uh, you see a blue glow on the back of the gargoyle and uh, Astro comes sliding across the mud in front of you as he teleports and he backs up and he watches the thing and it explodes into much larger rock pieces that fall down about the size of a fist. Head. Watch your head, she yells. Um, and the size of fists of rock fall oh, down no. throughout. Uh, this gargoyle is dead and gone. It is still raining quite heavily, and there's a giant soaking ape in the middle of the streets. Uh, but faces start appearing in the windows and peering out to watch That's what is going she on. Shush. Have we seen the has the winged did, creature did, come back? Did you shout that? 
I'm surprised you haven't made us take any damage. <laughs> oh yeah, and what you said earlier, <laughs> watch your head. <laughs> uh, the the winged creature uh, flies in and lands next to the man carrying a, a sack and lifts him up magically and walks him to the door across the street and does the same thing, sets it on the door, uh, like in the door frame and helps slide it into the home as the door closes behind. Uh, and he looks around and sees the group here and the giant ape and kind of looks up and notices all of the, the rock on the ground and takes a little bit of a breather as he's huffing and puffing almost panting to the, the point where he's been flying around tucks the wings behind him and walks up to the group his pitch black eyes scan across the group from all you can tell his silvery skin and dark hair uh, drenched in in the rain looks around well it seems that you've um dispatched of these things. Teamwork! I'm... I mean, obviously. No. Hello, friend. Um, so, seems you, um, are you acting as the town god this evening? Well, they were turned to stone. Yes, the, so... the frantic bell ringing, that's why I've, um, emerged. Emerged from where? See, I live on, um, I lived on another plane in the Underdark, and, um... I pull out the letter, and I hold it under my coat so that it doesn't get wet. Wait, I found this letter about the other planes, and they're coming together, and things are going to be bad. Do you know about this? That's, um, what we've been hunting. That's one of many letters, and, um... I've just been sworn as a protector of this town from things that have crept through over the years, but it seems much bigger is happening to the north of here. Yeah, that's where we're going. I, I wish you the best, as what I deal with here will not go away anytime soon. Garth is going to un-pawn more, realizing that he can't have a conversation as a monkey. All right. And You're just saying such interesting things. <laughs> that was my Garth impression. Well done. Uh, and he's going to be, he's just going to say, um, if you don't mind me asking, sir, I've never seen someone like you before. What, uh, uh, what are you? Um, I'm usually hidden away, but, um, I'm a Glora, and, um, there's very few of us. But, uh, it, it behooves you not to search for where I come from, as it's filled with other less favorable creatures. Yes, of course. Of course. And, and now you say, uh, I mean, yes, we, we've helped this evening. Uh, we have been going to get a bit of a rest because we are heading up north. As you say, the, there seems to be trouble there. And, well, where there's trouble, we are the heroes to save them from it. You've probably heard of us, uh, former queens and king of. I have Can seen that again. I have seen a wanted poster with your mug on it, and he points to you, Garth. 
Wait, ha, I told you it wasn't just me. It says, you, it says that you were aiding someone who abandoned post. <laughs> I... Well, she abandoned the post. I didn't aid her. Anyways, thank you for your help. We haven't slept in a while, so we're gonna, you know. Yes, um, I am quite sure that um, you've given me enough help for the evening that I can complete my duties without losing any of the townsfolk here. Um, I do not wish to make face in the daylight, as I'm not like the rest of the folk here. And you see, kind of in some of the windows, the children are being pulled away, as this creature is a little bit less human than, you know, a tiefling may be. Uh, but they haven't got quite a sight of the tiefling, except for a tail once in a while, which might be why some of the children have been pulled from the windows as well. Uh, he looks over you all. Get rest, and I will make sure there is a letter waiting for you in the morning. Thank you. Good luck. Very much. We think you're great. Sorry the townsfolk are closed-minded. Well, off I go. And he jumps up and the wings just take him uh, with flight. That For half a second, the amount of air displaced, the rain stops over you. And then it comes down in a sheet. Uh, the, the town is quiet and the inn is open as you hadn't closed the door behind you. Uh, there's no one else in the inn, aside from Sir Gerald in his stone form and the other barkeep, which you do hope one of them wakes up in the morning. Uh, if not, I have my frying pan. There you go. If not, you have your frying pan, but the inn is yours for the evening. Uh, and with that, we will close with this first episode of Season 4. Bow, 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 bow. Thanks, guys! That was great. Thank you, everyone. Uh, like I said, we will be doing more giveaways as uh, the season goes on. And in those giveaways, uh, you'll find things on our Instagram and here on the show. And with that, uh, we tend to go somewhere between now and about 45 minutes from now. We're ending a little early this evening, uh, but do uh, make time as we go along sometimes the story just gets really good um only sometimes awesome. only sometimes <laughs> other times it's just kind of boring uh with that we are going to raid and get you guys off onto another channel that we dad, quite dad, enjoy dad. dad is streaming tonight that is streaming I think that's a great idea penguin witch doctor we are going to raid the dat network so i'm going to trigger this and hopefully it starts our raid there it goes. Thank you to uh, Blacksmith Craft Dice. Thank you to uh, Caffeinated Cobalt. Thank you to Critical Treasures for everything. Uh, Lauren's got to get going. But we just want to say thank you to all of you who followed, subscribed, liked, everything. This has been a blast. It has. We will see you again. Watch our Instagram for weeks. our next episode. It'll be in two weeks, I believe. Uh, see you then, everybody. Uh -huh.